everybody and welcome to Tea with TDC. So today guys, now, okay look, I'm under the blanket, except it's different today because it's 5pm, which is weird for me. I've made my family shut the fuck up for a minute so that I can do this. And friends, look, I have a friend here today actually, uh, first ever guest with Tea with TDC and I gotta tell you, I wouldn't want it any other way. There would be nobody else to come on this show. Uh, and the fact that I have a guest on a podcast is so weird. Um, now, I know what you're thinking. Yes, we're under the blanket in my room. We are. We are. And we are using my earphones. Uh, they're down on, on the bed. Uh, set, set the scene for you guys. Yeah. Blanket. Duvet, actually. It's quite warm. Uh, a lot of body heat. And hunched over. Hunched over. And uh, so, yeah, I'd like to welcome my lovely, lovely friend Montana to the TDC Tea with TDC show uh, today. So, hello. Hello, hello. Wow. I feel honored to be your first guest. Do we have a name yet like are they tdcers are they we don't are they teacups like what are we calling them Fuck. um whatever you want to be called out there hey oh my thanks God. for having me you know what the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was what? i thought of um when the the little possum thing that harry from what the hell is that show called do you know what do you know what too hot to handle the hairy guy oh yeah the little, naughty like, little possum that that is the first thing that came to my mind and that's unfortunate you're definitely not naughty little possum i mean unless guys. you want to be but then you could you be do you boo comment down below no i'm just kidding <laughs> drop an f in the chat if you are a naughty chart. little possum <laughs> if you're a naughty little possum this is perfect guys no montana and i work together um in monate and i'm just so excited to have her here because we are truly soul sisters um and she has so 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 much to say uh and and when she messaged me wanting to be on this show i said what you you want to talk under a blanket with me for several hours that could be fun i would love to so we're gonna have her on here today i'm gonna ask her a couple questions um and kind of kick this off really the vibe for today uh we were talking before this and and i want to talk about how the fuck to start a spiritual journey Mm -hmm. how the how the hell do you start a spiritual journey i mean i mean what did yours kind of start like what how did it start well honestly my story is very different because I actually went to camp when I was younger. Um, I don't want to use an incorrect term, but I am going to say Aboriginal native land um, is where the campgrounds were on. And obviously with that background, everything is very much about spirit, mother nature, energy. So at the age of seven years old, I was going to summer camp every year, loving it. Best time of my life. I am a camp kid wholeheartedly every bone in my body and we would do a lot of like spiritual things and some of the songs we would sing and a lot of the activities we did you know we were really taught to just um have a lot of love and compassion and respect for mother earth and all that and somehow I honestly can't correlate the two I don't know how but when I was thinking back to this upon listening to your first episode because I'm like well one day I'm gonna tell my spiritual story um yeah it started from summer camp I think just at that young age being exposed to um, that way of living and then it definitely came forward a lot more through yoga which I know you kind of found yours through as well Um, my older sister became a yoga instructor and I was just obsessed with it and wanted to be like every yoga influencer Mm -hmm. traveling the world and doing um handstands on the mountain tops I don't know and then it kind of started there and here we are now multiple years later and 
fucking ton of crazy stories. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And I think that that's how, for a lot of people, it starts with something physical. Maybe it's just, you know, you're you're eating healthier. Maybe you are, sorry guys, we're fixing the blanket here. It's already getting warm. This is good. Uh, it heats up the process, really. We, we kind of cook on it, if you will. Um, and no, but it, it starts with the earth or it starts with a physical practice. I always say um, asana in yoga is definitely the way to start if you want to start a spiritual practice of some sort uh, doing yoga practice is great you can also do um you know a meditation practice maybe youtube videos guys very helpful my fucking most of my spiritual learning is from youtube videos which is the craziest thing ever okay Um, wait wait wait. can we pull it back a second for meditation i think this needs to be talked about for anyone that is listening to this and hears the word meditation Mm. and you think it means that your brain just needs to be silent drop that idea i don't know if that was quiet enough drop that idea I'm getting closer <laughs> to the microphone here but it's it's this cr- everyone has this idea that when you meditate you shut your brain off and all thoughts need to stop now for some and I'm sure for people who are meditation gurus and amazing at it yeah that happens you just completely mm. are in the present moment your mind is silent that's the way it goes for some people but I think that really veers a lot of people away including myself I know lies as well um meditation doesn't have to be silence it is sitting focusing on breathing if you literally can only sit for three minutes and just focus on deep big belly breaths in and big releases Mm. of energy out through your mouth that's meditation if you can have thoughts and learn to just let them go I think that's the biggest thing through meditation that I learned because I will be thinking about what I'm making for dinner that thing I said to that boy I liked on a school bus in grade seven the awkward encounter when I told my servitor enjoy their meal as well those things can happen think about them but it's learning to let them go and to pass by and to not hold on to things that's what being present is it's not Mm -hmm being in this like state of bliss of nothing you not experiencing anything and everything being in this like weird just present moment I really think being present is learning to let that shit go and pass through it so that's my little rant on meditation is just fucking breathe sit for literally three minutes with the timer start there and if you have a million and one thoughts that's totally okay because you took the time to just sit and breathe no, that is that literally could not be more more true. I know for me, it's funny because I am a yoga teacher that hates um, doing actual yoga, and I uh, I'm also not great at meditation. Not great from a standpoint of like I can't sit there and quiet my brain. I do meditation because I almost let myself have a tantrum. Like I almost it's almost a forced rock bottom. And it's funny because that's actually what I wanted to to ask Montana today and talk about is a little bit about rock bottom. If you guys know me you know that I like that space. I like to have as many mental breakdowns in a day as I can. It's fun. It's really quirky. Very on brand for you. Very on brand for me. Um, Yeah, so I think that that's great, but I think that meditation is almost a forced mental breakdown. Uh, If if anybody has read the book by Glennon Doyle, Love Warrior, fuck, it hits so different. And she talks about a hot yoga class that she went to once, and she sat there sweating, could not do anything. She literally just sat there and cried and sweat Mm. for 90 minutes that's meditation meditation is about allowing your physical body to be mad your brain to be 
freaked out and pissed off and allowing it to happen and sitting in that void until you are calm not making yourself calm that's not the point it's sitting there with yourself through the shit it's like sitting with a toddler and allowing them to freak the fuck out doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter who you're with it's just like okay this kid obviously is going to have a mental breakdown right now so I'm just going to have to let that happen um, and see kind of where we go from there Uh, that's meditation to me personally and I think that that's a really important thing to kind of come to terms with and understand so if you are looking to start meditating if you are looking to start kind of getting into that sort of thing that's kind of where to start now I do want to talk about rock bottom because you guys all like to skip to the good part of spirituality which is absolute horseshit the bad part is spirituality and and I don't mean bad in the sense of like it's whatever but it's definitely uncomfortable spirituality is uncomfortable um so I want to talk about rock bottoms I have a lot of them if anybody's ever spoken to me like I said before um rock bottom is a place that I celebrate being in because it means you can finally just kind of hit that and say fuck okay now I can I can work my way up again so so Montana I want to know about your rock bottoms I want to I want to know about the grim little dark and twisty moments of your life Please yeah, us. so I think the first one that really comes to mind, I'll set a bit of a scene, 16 years old, just a young month, and I had a very toxic friendship. Mm. Um, I'm the kind of person that I like to pour myself a lot into other people, and I am, <laughs> Eliza will say me, laugh, <laughs> I'm a big, um, for the people kind of gal, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, I'm never first, it's for everyone else, and mm-hmm. in a lot of my friendships as well, and if I'm learning and growing from that, because your relationship with yourself is the most important, not anyone else, but mm-hmm. we are not there yet. Um, so yeah, 16 years old, pouring into this really toxic friendship, um, and not, not to say anything about this person either, but the friendship was, the relationship just wasn't it. It, um, that person was going through a lot in their life and I was taking all of their mental health issues and putting mm. it on my own back. Um, I don't want to like trigger anyone with things, but there was just like a lot of fucked up high school, um, mental health things that had happened and it just spiraled me into my first ever and the worst ever anxiety and depression that I ever had I spent every single day walking home from school bawling my eyes out and I did not know why I can understand now that it was because I was trying to put so much of myself still into this person who was not mentally doing well feeling guilty that I was doing well and that they weren't and that I wasn't doing enough when obviously in a situation like that with someone's mental health you can only do so much until they have to do it for themselves it is not on you to fix Mm -hmm. people and to be that person for them be a good person lead with love but you're not Dr. Phil you're not gonna (laughs) fix everyone um and that just lasted a really long time and it kind of became a bit of my identity and then it kind of turned into just being numb and having no Mm -hmm. feelings and then feeling guilty for having anxiety and depression when I don't think I have a really like deep dark Mm -hmm. trauma story from childhood whereas this person had reasons I say that with like bunny ears Mm -hmm. to be (laughs) depressed and to hate their life and not want to be here but I felt like I didn't and that was definitely um, probably one of my first times in my life that I experienced, like, a dark hole. I was not myself. My mm-hmm. relationship with my family was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously me being me, still happy on the outside, and mm-hmm. no one at my school, because I ended up transferring from that high school 
um, the following year because it just got so bad and nobody knew that I transferred because I was fucking depressed. (laughs) Um, And then my second one that came to mind is obviously boys. That's Mm -hmm. men. Boys at that time. Um, I got myself into a sticky situation (laughs) of a not relationship relationship with a gentleman for I think it was a full year. Um, and really just lost myself so deep into wanting love from anyone but myself. And that's kind of the way I've uh, been able to explain any relationship I've ever been in. Mm. If you don't know me, which I don't know how many of you do out there, (laughs) hey, um, I've been violently single for seven years. I say violently because I have not been on dates. I have not had a fling. There's no boys in my DMs to text. I'm just doing me and that's totally okay. But Um, This all came because I had so many of these not relationship relationships. Like, I've Mm -hmm. never really had a real boyfriend. So it was these people or these guys who were uh, not ready to commit, not ready to do the thing. And I was like, well, I'm just going to sit here and wait because one day um, I'm going to be enough for you. And then that means I'll be enough for myself because when I'm enough for you, I'm enough for myself. And (laughs) that just that just spoke to my soul and called me ridiculous in so many different languages. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Yeah. And, and realistically, um, you know, this, this gen- one relationship that I am kind of talking about, yeah. amazing guy, we still talk to this day, shout out, I'm not going to say your name, but <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it because I haven't written on my piece of paper and we don't I edit this podcast, it. so I'm not going to say that, no. but um, he never asked to be this person for me. And that yeah. was the craziest thing that I took out of this. Once I healed from all the sadness and the hatred mm-hmm. I had in this relationship, towards this person he never asked to be my everything to be my fixer to be the guy didn't want to be my boyfriend he he didn't want to make me his girlfriend and I made him this version of himself that does not exist um ladies and gents I want to remind you to look a lot more at the patterns that people have rather than the potential that they have I heard this on a podcast the other day and it's so fucking true because that's what I was looking at I'm like well if he fixes this and Mm -hmm. if he opens up and if xyz and if he can just give me a little bit of physical touch because I literally just need you to put your finger on my kneecap and I'm happy because that's one of my love languages um you know, I had all these this checklist of things where it was like, if we just tweak a couple, then the potential's there. He's going to be potential. it. And it never happened. And we went through some pretty fucked up traumatic things together, as young people do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to come to this realization that, like, this guy was never going to love me as much as I needed to learn to love myself. And then that's where my whole journey with self-love and being single for violently single for seven years has taken me. Well, you know what? That's fucking hilarious because I I mean if if anybody knows me I've been uh you know dealing with and and learning how to get over uh the ending of my four-year relationship for the past eight months and so if anybody's going through a breakup and they feel like they got to be over it or whatever uh just know that I've been going through a breakup for for literally eight months and we're working on it bro We're, we're working on it but it's not pretty right so um I think that self-love really is the point. Let's fix this blanket here because it is warm. Um, But it it is the whole point. And that's kind of what I want to talk about as well is um, from those moments of rock bottom, you find the healing that you need by loving yourself. And I actually feel that the best way is not to go, uh, you know, learn 
18 different ways to Sunday how to fucking love yourself. It's to hit rock bottom and Mm -hmm. agree that you're at rock bottom. Kind of like you were saying is like, he didn't ask you to do any of it. It was a you problem at that point in time. And you realizing that meant that you had the power to heal yourself. And I think that I'll set the scene for you guys here. When you, my, my idea of loving yourself is that moment where you've just, you know, gone through a breakup. It's very new. It's very fresh. And for some reason, you're allowed to be nice to yourself that day. That, like, or, or, or for, for my females out there, like your first day of your period, you're allowed for some fucked up reason to like eat whatever you want and like not be fucking superwoman that day why that day why one day each month why 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 only after a really bad breakup why only after somebody passes away are you allowed to be nice to yourself why is that not you know that comfortable feeling where where you're really nice to yourself and you know Mm -hmm. that you're allowed to be nice to yourself that day and you're like wow i'm so cozy in my own body what the fuck why aren't we living in that I want to live in that. Like, I want that feeling every day, all day. And that's what I've been working on personally for, like, a couple months now is trying to live in that moment of that, like, comfy, like, wow, I really love myself. Like, I'm really going to treat myself well. And that doesn't mean that I allow myself to eat Reese's peanut butter cups every single day all day because fuck knows I would. But, like, I I more mean just that feeling of, like, I love you. I forgive you for whatever you say right now. I forgive you for learning. You're, you guys have to know that you're going to be learning for this lifetime. It's not going to be, I've learned, I know. I think that that's another thing, is that if you feel you know, there's no room for growth, right? So, so mm-hmm. self-love is all about not knowing and not knowing what to do and not knowing how to help yourself and not knowing what you need at this time and not knowing why he didn't call you back and not knowing why she didn't call you back and not knowing why you're not good enough, but learning who you are, learning how to take care of yourself, learning every single day. There is no finish line, baby girl, baby boy. There's no finish line. This is a fucking journey, right? So I need you to get really fucking comfortable in the learning. I gave up the idea of knowing a really long time ago. If, if anybody knows me, they know that I never like push my opinions or ideas on other people because I don't know fucking anything. That's why it's so weird for me to be doing a podcast and people to ask me questions because I'm like, I don't know anything. I just have kind of like... I've learned a lot of stuff. I'm always learning and I'm always like remembering stuff, but I I don't know anything. And I think that that self-love is allowing yourself to learn, to not know, to not have the answers, to not feel good enough, to to not be able to quiet your mind, to not be able to meditate, to not be stretch uh, like to to not be able to stretch enough to do yoga, to not to not really want to eat healthy all the time, to eat specific things. I, I think that that's really important is to to not have your shit together and say to yourself anyways I love you so much you can do whatever you want bro like I love you what you you do whatever you want you're learning you're growing you're coming to understand almost treating yourself like a child I was telling Montana before this you're not like all of a sudden one day that stops and it's not like you only get one day a month to do that and it's not like there's a time limit on that that's the whole point of life I feel personally um so Montana I want to talk a little bit more about your self-love journey because you're somebody that really inspires me to to do that more like I I'm I'm not good at that this is new for me guys I'm I'm a bit of a a bitch to myself uh Montana is 
an angel. She really is. She's a sunshine. I mean, keep hyping me up because, like, I'm gonna do it myself, anyways. She really is like happiness and sunshine walking on the planet of Earth. So, uh, please tell us, enlighten us on what your self love routines look like, journey looks like. I mean, the number one thing is being comfortable with being alone and I know for so many people that is so fucking scary Mm -hmm. and my story with being alone as you've heard I haven't really ever been in a long-term relationship I think the realest relationship was like four and a half months Mm -hmm. and that doesn't count I was like 15 and in high school um and you know there and then you have friends and people you know I know so many people that go from one to the next to the next and you're like where do you find all these people do you just have a um, like a list somewhere and like once you're done with one you're like okay option number two is here I, I never yeah. understood that and you know you attract those things mm-hmm. because you are going to attract someone to fill that void mm-hmm. but yeah. my whole situation with being alone is that I used I mean still do we're getting better <laughs> um, if you know me my personal life you know that I am always with a friend I'm always doing something I'm always with someone uh, lies doesn't count this is business <laughs> this is a business expense um and my biggest thing especially when I had a lot of depression and anxiety um I so I started journaling I really do think that journaling saved my life mm-hmm. if you feel like you're losing your absolute fucking mind please put that shit on paper because when you can read it back um you'll be able to laugh at yourself and Dude, realize yeah. how ridiculous That's your thoughts huge. are but um, I remember writing down one time saying that, you know, I'm so scared to be alone and by myself mm-hmm. because inside of my mind is the scariest place. And, you know, that's because I was going through some dark shit. And, um, of course, if you are going through really dark things, you know, talk to someone, get help. Get help. That's, that's the biggest thing. Therapy. Therapy's fucking Therapy. great. We love Miss Therapy. Uh, go to a real therapist, not just your friend. No. And don't let that friend, aka me, try and be your therapist. Because yes, I will. Didn't work out well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, my biggest thing was, all right, well, I you know, come home from school, from work, wherever, and I just want to go to someone's house right after, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be with someone because I don't like to be alone. Um, Upon that journey of it, it's not sitting and watching Netflix for hours. It's not, you know, sitting and scrolling on your iPhone, whatever. Find some fucking hobbies. Do some things. If it's cooking, if it's reading, Mm -hmm. journaling, uh, working out. That was something else that really changed my life was when I... Um, felt like I had no control in anywhere else, mental health especially. You feel like you have zero control. Um, I do think that the control of fitness can go a dark way, and it did for me for a while. Shout out to being out of that. But um, it was so nice to be able to have control in one place in my life and say, you know, if anything happens today at least I know that I controlled the fact that I went to the gym I sweat I got to work out and I'm you know um aesthetically was a big thing for me at that time in my life once again kind of triggering (laughs) don't always think that's great but um you know at that time it was a good form of self-love it was better than uh you know me just sitting in my room smoking weed and watching that 70s show for hours and being like well I'm alone it's like actually no you're hanging out with the cast of that 70s show and you're just (laughs) drowning out your feelings um so that's definitely my, my biggest thing there is fucking learn how to be alone. When you are your own best friend, life gets so much better. Um, I am absolutely in love with myself more than mm-hmm. ever. If people want to call it cocky, that's fine. I've had little insecure boys tell me that my confidence is cockiness. I'm like, that's so okay. Um, doors to the left. Yeah. Peace out. 
when you love yourself and you are so sure of yourself, like nothing else is gonna matter. I was telling Lides earlier, if I leave your house today and you randomly decide that you hate me and never want to see me again, like obviously I'm gonna be a little sad, but it's not gonna affect me the same way that you know losing friendships and people did when I was 16, where mm-hmm. your idea of me created my um, awareness of myself. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. I know what I do and what I stand for. And if someone else doesn't take that the way that I intend to, um, sucks to suck. Mm. And and that's it's not an easy mentality to get to. And I'm not telling you guys journal and work out a couple times and then you will love yourself. It's a long fucking journey. Mm-hmm. I still work on it um, every day. Self love is always going to be a everyday journey you're never gonna stop it'll get better um but then you'll have days where you go 10 steps back and you're like oh my god I'm 16 (laughs) again when did this happen um and I think the last thing for self-love is just discipline man don't fall into the lazy things that make you feel good in the moment but don't you know I I love waking up early in the morning I'm an early bird Quarantine's been really fucking tough. I've been sleeping in. I've been getting up at 9.30. Um, but a good 6 a.m. wake up makes me feel so great yeah. once I'm up and out of my bed. Yeah. That's a form of self-love. Going on, you know, my morning run, my walk, eating well, making sure I drink enough water. Like, taking care of yourself is such a big form of self-love. And, you know, I know some days even just getting out of bed and taking a shower can seem so hard because it mm-hmm. is. That's a form of self-love in the start. Yeah. Do a face mask. Take care of yourself. Wash your hair. Eat some good fruit. Um, and, and just be kind to yourself because at the end of the day, once again, your relationship with yourself is the only one that matters. I was mm-hmm. at a Beyonce concert, and this quote changed my life, but she said, your relationship with yourself is the most important one out there, the only one that matters, and everyone else is a bonus. And I just love that because I look at all these amazing people in my life as bonuses because I'm already full. I am who I need to be. And I mean, I'm still growing. I mean, I'm like 23 and a half. So this is a little like, <laughs> a little broad of me to be like, I'm totally fine. And I am who I am. I'm going to change. But um, I, I know who I am at my core, who I want to be. And that's a great feeling. It's not an easy place to get to. But mm. but you have to. You can't look for yourself and other people. I did it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then I had a complete mental breakdown. Who am I? Was lost. And now I'm maybe kind of found. I don't yeah. know. 100%. I think um, that's huge. Being, being alone. I mean, I was telling Montana just before this. I was like, I literally have locked myself in my room since January. Like, I, I, I got home from Bali and I've not left my room and that's why I've done the spiritual um, development that I have um, but for me it started with codependencies so personally guys yes start with the physical start with the physical act of going out and and tuning into nature go out and and do yoga go out and do like do your skincare do like take fucking care of yourself that's step fucking one okay but it's not where you end it it's not like oh on Sundays I do my skincare routine so like I'm spiritually awakened, right? No, you have to, you start with that so that you are tuned into yourself. Then you, you kind of have to go inwards in a physical sense and like really check yourself on all your codependencies. Where are you, like Montana said, looking for, for yourself and other people? What relationships are healthy? Which ones are toxic? Um, 
where do you spend your time every single day? Who do you spend it with? Do you ever fucking check in on yourself? Are you checking in with yourself once a week? Are you checking in with yourself all day long? Do you talk to yourself so much and have such a good relationship with yourself that you don't even need to check in with yourself because you literally are with yourself all the time every single day? That's where you want to get to, okay? You can have, and here's the other thing. A codependency is a codependency. Whether your codependency is on work, whether your codependency is alcohol, whether your codependency is uh, uh, drugs, sleeping, fucking shopping, it, it doesn't matter. I personally don't see any codependency as worse than the other. That is my personal opinion, so take what resonates, obviously. But I want you to start by forgiving yourself for having codependencies. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it does anyone any good to see... Uh, 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 alcoholism, I can say this as because I'm definitely, I was codependent on alcohol. I, I can see, I don't think that that codependency is any worse than my codependency on, uh, you know, watching YouTube videos or instead of doing what I needed to do or, or working way too fucking much or working out way too fucking much. I don't think my codependency on overeating is any different than under eating. Mm -hmm. I have codependencies on both. So across the board, I need you to cut the shit on thinking that your codependency is better than somebody else's. My codependency on spirituality and learning how to be spiritual. Oh, this is a good one. My codependency on fucking traveling. Mm. Oh Ooh, shit! She went there. She said it. Travel you guys, go. you guys, look at me as the end all fucking be all for traveling and all this sort of shit. That's a fucking codependency. It ended up being a codependency at some point in time. That became a codependency, and you guys got to understand that, right? Like you got to understand that that was a codependency and that's no fucking different than my codependency on going out to the bar which was no code no difference than my codependency in my relationship that i had for four years it's no different than my codependency on attention from uh like from guys from from boys personally it's it's no different i don't want you guys to see your codependencies as any worse than mine because mine looks good on instagram okay it's not different forgive yourself we all have codependencies and it doesn't mean that you get to keep yours because they look good on paper if it's a codependency it's a codependency so you need to know where you're pouring yourself into because you need to to be happy you shouldn't need anything to be happy you should be happy you should be at peace in an airport in india with no food and i told you guys about this last week no food, no money, no nothing. You should be you should be okay in your parents' basement. You should be okay, uh, you know, with a Tim Hortons coffee in the morning. Whatever, right? You gotta you gotta be absolutely happy wherever you're at right now. If you need it but don't want it, let it go. If you want it but don't need it, that's when you know you're in a healthy place. So start by checking your codependencies and trying to let them go. Understand that you don't need them. Now, that's not to say that you live with nothing for the rest of your life because people fall into that trap as well, which is like, I don't need any money. I don't need any this. I don't need any that. No, you're allowed to fucking want shit. You're a human being. Enjoy your life. But you have to let go of your codependencies and, and forgive yourself for having them in the first place because a lot of people get so mad at themselves that they never let go of the fucking codependency some people are are codependent on being mad at themselves all the time mm. you have this routine of 
uh, oh, I'm not doing what I want. I'm not, I'm not doing what I want. I'm not doing what I want. And then you get so mad at yourself. You run on that anger rather than you running on a positive thing and you burn out because anger can only take you so far and then you don't do what you want again and you fall into this routine. If this sounds like you, cut the shit. Allow yourself to hit rock bottom. I got this vision a couple years ago of people um, holding themselves just above rock bottom. So their hands are like almost up beside them and they're, they're hovering just above rock bottom, trying to fucking levitate so that they don't have to actually hit rock bottom. Hit it. Crack open. Lie there for a minute. Hit it be cool with nothing. My therapist literally told me, she's like, instead of trying to get over this guy so quickly, can you just not, can you just sit in your bed and go into your depression? Can you just, can you just be sad? Can you sleep all the time? Feel your feelings. Feel your fucking feelings. Sit in your fucking void. And I said, I'm so fucking scared of that. Like, why, how could I do that? She's like, you fucking, you call me. Like, I'll help you out of it, but I need you to go into it first so that I can help you out of it. I can't help you out of it because you're trying so hard not to hit it. I was like, oh, fuck. Because if Lisa. you don't hit it and learn how to get out of it, you'll never get out of any of them. Like, you're always going to have little rock bottom moments and they might 100%. not be as intense. But if you can't handle the toughest one, how are you going to handle the minor ones? You haven't learned how to do or learned. I don't know if that was correct. Learned. Oops. Learned. learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One of the Grammar two. Grammar is but, not important, but, but yeah. You, you don't know how to get out of one. You can't get yeah. out of any of them, and you might as well go for the big mama because mm-hmm. now you know you have every skill and every tactic that you need mm-hmm. to get out of, like, when you stub your toe and, like, ruin your whole day two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Me with a blueberry toe. Oh, my God. Her toe is fucked, guys. <laughs> no, it's so true. So, guys, I mean, how do you start on a spiritual journey? How do you start... Uh, how, how, how do you start anything? That's the biggest question that I get asked every single day. You start by loving yourself. You start by understanding, and I've said this three episodes in a row, you are a miracle made up of particles. That is a lyric by <sighs> Nako Bear, Medicine and the People. Love that favorite, song. Favorite, favorite, favorite ever. You have to understand that your physical existence is miraculous in itself, okay? So just start by adoring that miracle because by you adoring that miracle that you are living and breathing right now as we speak and you have, you know, you're you're alive on this earth, just that in itself is a miracle. And by you acknowledging that, you're already starting your spiritual journey. Gratitude list. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off here because that... That is one of the key things. When I said, you know, journaling saved my life. If you don't know where to start, take your phone, a piece mm-hmm. of paper, write it on your fucking wall with a marker. I don't know. I don't care. Write down three things a day that you're grateful for. Two of them should already be. First one, you woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. Second one, um, whether it's I can put my feet on the ground, I'm able to physically walk, I'm able to see, mm-hmm. I have a roof over my head, I am in a warm, cozy, safe bed, safe country, whatever it is. The smallest of mm-hmm. things that aren't really small, like life is not small. We're all no. so afraid of death and of dying and it's mm-hmm. and of, you know, being in danger and all these things. But we, you know, when walking around the city of Toronto, you see all these people that are, you know, now on the streets because of how crazy the world has been the last six months. Yeah. When's the last time you were grateful that you have a roof over your head? Even if you can't pay your rent, you're still somewhere. When was mm-hmm. the last time you woke up and was like, holy shit, I get to do this all over again? We never think that today's our last day, but this could literally right now be your last moment. Not to be morbid, but that's just the way that life fucking works. You're never guaranteed tomorrow. So be grateful for that today. Understanding, like Lyde said, you are a miracle. 
you waking up in the morning, someone else didn't, be fucking grateful for it, shine in it, and go from there. And once you start to recognize the small things that really aren't small, your perspective on life will change. And when you have gratitude, when you are just energizing, when you are just (laughs) vibrating at this higher frequency of energy because you are grateful and gratitude is a form of love. And if you don't know this by now, love is the highest vibration there is out there. Love is literally everything. It is in each and every Mm -hmm. one of you. We are all just made up of love if you Mm want to talk about particles. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being able to harness that by literally saying, thanks, Look Mm -hmm. up at the sky and just say thanks when you wake up in the morning. I don't care who you believe in, what you believe in. Every time that I get a green light, I literally look up at my not sunroof yet in my car and I say thanks. Thanks, universe. Shout out green light. I'm running late for this place. Be grateful and be happy and and collect the little moments because Mm -hmm. they are the ones that you'll never get back. And... Of course, you know, the big moments, your wedding, your your child being born, the graduations, the getting your first house and dog, those are big. But, like, what about this moment Lads and I are having right now of literally sitting underneath of a blanket together? I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Yep. It's so simple, right? What about that good encounter or that good, you know, walk that you had with a friend and you saw a beautiful sunset and you guys had, like, the best coffees ever that day? That's a great moment. Write that shit down. Put it in a jar. And when you're feeling bad, look at all those little moments that brought you to that big moment. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. That's, that's, you want to know what awakening feels like? And again, I don't pretend like I am there yet, but fine. I think I've gone through a good amount of it. And, and I would say Montana has as well. And it's literally just understanding that, that literally death is any minute now. So, I'm just so happy to be breathing, even if it's extremely warm under a duvet in my parents' basement with my friend. Like, it's just like right there, right? Like having that level of gratitude. And I struggled with gratitude for a really, really long time. Um, but I just kind of understood it to be um, celebrating, you know, just celebrating. I'm at peace, you know, and trying to find a deeper level of peace every single day uh, for those for those things and, and celebrating those little moments um that's how you start because that's as simple as spiritual awakening is it's just really really simple it's being at peace no matter what happens no matter what goes down you're at peace you're happy with it no issues you're just chilling you know um so if you want to start that that's kind of our our tangible tips on how to start but i personally believe guys you you got to love yourself and loving yourself comes out of those rock bottom moments. So I want you to think about your life right now. And if you're already starting on that self-love journey, unbelievable. I love you so much. If you're in that darkest moment, congratulations, you're about to awaken. That's fucking sick too, bro. Like that's almost more sick. The rock bottom moments, I'm not going to lie to you, are my favorite moments in life. I literally tell people that I work with and and everything. You say this all the time. I literally say it all the time. I'm like, if you haven't had a mental breakdown today, I don't know what you're doing. Like get on my level. Like I love, people are like, I had a mental breakdown or I'm in a really dark moment. I'm like, oh my God, fucking congratulations. I had no idea. That's amazing. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, that means that like you're coming into something like I love those moments because I get to be with myself you know as somebody with this deeply (laughs) anxious uh, past as I have had my best moments were those moments where I I said to myself like I've got you 
even in this really gross dark moment I got you you know um so come into that energy guys I I I I really need you guys to love yourselves and understand that that is spiritual awakening right there uh so hopefully this has helped I mean Mons do you have anything else that you want to say to to the the people and guys please do come up with a name for yourselves like daddy gang tea sort cuppers. of vibes ah tea cuppers I don't know about that that's kind of disgusting I don't do know I, do we hate it do we love it you guys let us, let know. us know drop an f in the chat just drop a quick f in the chat um you can dm me with ideas but Mons please I think my last thing is just be nicer to yourself. Be your own hype woman or man or person. Um, Enough with the fucking self-deprecating, like, thoughts and speech, guys. I absolutely hate the culture that we are in where it is so cool to be mean to ourselves Mm. and, like, to not hype ourselves up. Love it. When I'm in a bathroom with a bunch of girls and I say, oh, my gosh, you know, we're at the club, hashtag pre-covid i almost said poor covid pre-covid um you know and i'm in the club and i'm like oh my gosh girl you look so cute love this and instantly you deflect my comment why why can't you accept that even mm-hmm. if i didn't mean it i still said it like maybe i'm gonna run out to someone in the club and be like oh my god this girl in the bathroom was wearing the ugliest skirt and i told her i loved it and she said thank you and it was so funny like that's not so be nicer to yourself stop with the the mean self-talk yeah. hype yourself up put sticky notes all over the place you know, especially with bodies and the way that we look, you can't really do too much to change it. And if you do, you're going to spend your whole life nitpicking at it. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable with yourself. You look the way you look for a reason. Of course, you can always do things here and there like, yeah, I permed my eyebrows today and I have bleach blonde hair and I'm a brunette. Okay, of course. But I can't ask myself to be five foot four when I'm five foot eight. That's never going to happen. So stop trying to be something that you physically cannot be or shouldn't be. Be yourself, love yourself, Mm -hmm. and just be fucking grateful for life because, guys, the world's been a crazy place and we're all here. You're all here right now. You have a smartphone to listen to this on. You know, you have a heart that's beating in your chest. There's something to smile about today, and I, I hope you got that from this podcast and from, from us. From us. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you guys have been unreal already. Like, I, I've only put out a couple of these episodes, and I, like Maud said, we are going to remember this forever. This has been such a special journey, and to be able to, you know, sit under a blanket with my headphones and record a voice memo that is going to become a podcast and have you guys listen to it it just means the world to me so thank you so much and and you just need to you need to love yourself that's all you need to do that's your homework for right now i will see you guys on thursday because this will be dropping monday um have an awesome rest of your week okay i love you guys so much love you and bye. thank you montana for fucking <laughs> being here this is, it, Ugh, this is thank you crazy. this is kind of crazy and guys come up with a fucking name for yourselves and dm me on instagram uh your ideas okay thank you guys so much bye